Cillian Murphy talks about him uh, trying out for the Batman role, but instead getting Scarecrow. I have like a little quote that we could talk about. Okay. Well, I'm already recording, so you might as well just go into it. Hey guys, no, welcome it's... to episode 91 <laughs> of the Batman News Weekly Podcast. Uh, Clay's going to finish talking about what he was talking about. Yeah. So uh, I don't know why this had resurfaced. I, I know, I want to say like two years ago, the uh, footage with no audio came out of Cillian Murphy in the 1984 or 1984, uh, 89 uh, Batman suit for the, for the test footage of him trying out as Batman. Yeah. Came out, like I said, around two or three years ago, but there's a quote uh, here recently. Uh, he says, I don't believe I was close to landing the role. The only actor who was right for that part at the time uh, in my estimate was Christian Bale and he absolutely smashed it. So if, for me, it was just an experience. And then it turned into something else. It turned into the character Scarecrow. And it turned into a working relationship with Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan. I think back very, very fondly on that time. But I never, ever, ever considered myself Bruce Wayne material. Hmm. So, he did look a little weird. This is Cillian Murphy. This is the guy who played Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Oh, okay. He tried out for... Batman for Batman first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. He wouldn't have been a great Batman at all. I don't so, think. So it's so funny because in the footage that, uh, this, this quote is attached to, they show a little bit more of that camera test. Mm -hmm. And he is dressed up in the, just like a suit and tie with his hair slicked back and everything. So he's playing the part as Bruce in this test footage. And he looks weird. Like, I've seen him just dr dressed up suit and tie on freaking Inception. He looks normal. But for some reason in here, he looks weird. And especially with the way his, like, cheekbones and his mouth are shaped, yep. him inside the bat suit just looks really freaking silly. Like, he just wouldn't have freaking made it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, like, that's why they have everybody test what they look like in the bat suit. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, if it doesn't look good here, it's not going to look good, period. So, you know, um, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, so that was some random Internet. It's going to be a short podcast, guys. Like, it's all comics news. But we um, always say that and then it's like almost two hours. Yeah, that's time. true. That's true. <laughs> but um, particular, there is really no news. We uh, we mentioned Titans last week about it coming out in August. Now, we did talk about Joker, two as well. But now it has been confirmed that uh, Todd Phillips is working on writing Joker 2. Yes. Right? It is confirmed. Yeah. So, again, I don't think our opinion really changes on that at all. We don't think a second one should happen. Until we freaking actually watch it. Yeah. Because, again, this was the same opinion you had on the first movie. Yeah. And, and we always talk about that. And then yeah. we went to go see that movie freaking four times in theaters. So... Yes, I will agree with that, but it's there is a difference between this movie doesn't need to be made and it being good, but then there being a sequel being yes. Good. We've we've talked about the whole thing about not everything needs to be a franchise. Yeah. So now it's you're competing because they're probably going to be like, oh, you could have a hundred million dollars for this budget, or like a hundred and fifty million if you need it, because it's probably going to be another billion dollars, and I doubt it. It makes a billion. No, because, again, in a post-COVID world, we are seeing numbers for movie theaters now. 
Yeah. A Quiet Place opening what should have been a massive hit for that movie is $43 million. Yeah. That is chump change. And same thing with all the rest of the films that have been coming out. I think, uh, unfortunately, John Cena, uh, whether it be a slip of the tongue or something you said, I can't remember exactly what it was. He uh, said something about uh, China. Yeah, I think he it was said a, Tibet was a country and yeah. China doesn't like that. Yeah, so uh, he apologized, but that didn't do anything for China. So they cut the amount of movie theaters that will be showing Fast and Furious 9. So Ooh. they're losing money on that, which is a He's huge audience. <laughs> he better hope he died in this one. <laughs> there is a huge uh, uh, cut percentage on that. So we are seeing a very small uh, box office. I I had this conversation with a few friends of mine. I said, because I saw somebody say the billion dollar box office is no more. Like it is something that we will no longer see. Yeah. So I asked the question to my friends. I said, what will be the next billion dollar movie, if any, uh, in our lifetime? And they agreed because I put my two cents in there as well. Spider-Man, the Batman and the Flash are the three movies that possibly uh, get another like get a billion dollars. There's a possibility of Black Adam just because it's The Rock. Yeah. But even Hobbs and Shaw didn't make that much money. You know, that's true. Didn't, didn't make a billion dollars. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it depends. It all depends on that trailer. But mm-hmm. I mean, look at fucking Jumanji made a billion, didn't it? So it's just like you never know. Um, Fuck, did it really? I think the first Jumanji made a billion, if I'm not mistaken. That's insane. If not, it made like 900 million or some, something crazy. It, it, it made a shitload of money. That's why they got part two. That's um, insane. So yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I could definitely... It's going to be a superhero movie unless one of those Star Wars movies pops off that's supposed to come out. But um, I don't really know. I wouldn't be surprised if it is a Disney property, obviously. Uh, but it's all going to depend on are these streaming services going to take away that ability to buy at home or to uh, stream, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be all that kind of stuff. Because isn't Black Widow coming out on Disney Plus? Uh, Black Widow is going to be uh, coming out on both uh, Disney Plus and in theaters. Yeah, so I doubt that makes a, a billion. Um, but yeah, I don't I just don't know. I will say I saw something today that. um it was just on Twitter. My brother had sent it to our group chat and he was all, it was just a caption of somebody going to see a movie and they're like, Oh, I'm so glad to be back at the theaters. And it was somebody, it was a photo of somebody else with their fucking feet on the seat and barefoot. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fucking missing that experience. Like, dude, fucking keep your shoes on. Like what, this isn't your fucking house. Like, Oh, I don't like, know. I, I, like for me, I'll I'll admit if I'm over there where the bar is, like basically midway, I'll put my feet up on that bar. I'm not taking yeah. on my freaking shoes. That's gross. Yeah, no. Well, see, this is why I think men shouldn't be wearing chanclas um, or fucking sandals because they always take their shit off. It's like, you don't have fucking <laughs> socks. It's like, no. Um, but anyways, like, yeah, that's just fucking it was gross. I was like, oh, I was like, see, I don't miss that. Um. But I mean, I love the theater experience, but I will say until I am somebody that 
is no longer a sufferer of anxiety, I don't think the theater experience is going to be good for me. Like we went to go see Demon Slayer, uh, yeah, Demon Slayer in theaters, and I liked the movie. But halfway through that movie, I was like, oh, my anxiety was peaked and I yeah. wasn't comfortable. So if I could be at home and watch this shit at home, I'd rather just do that. All right, guys, you heard it here first. It looks like Suicide Squad is going to be an HBO, HBO <laughs> Max viewing. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, I mean, now that fucking people won't even put on masks, masks, but they'll put their feet up like on fucking shit like it's that. It's so like, weird. Oh, it's so know. weird. But the thing is, too, here's another thing is by the time Suicide Squad comes out, I'm pretty sure everything's going to be at full capacity. And so well, it's like, do we want to do that? Well, technically, just because of the city and state that we're in, everything is already supposed to be fully open. But people are actually smart. And, you know, some places are actually requiring things now and still uh, keeping people out that aren't following those rules. Yeah. So. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, something that will be interesting. If I feel up to it, I'm definitely down. But after like this week, my anxiety has been shit this week. So I'm just like, stay at home (laughs) um so it is what it is it just all you know it's day by day uh but uh one thing i do want to say because like before we dive into comics the only other news that i remember they're coming out with is there is a huge batman book coming out yes uh, i have both of the uh comic book news articles up right now okay uh the big one that you were mentioning is batman the world yeah. Uh, it says it brings a global interpretation to Batman this September. So I, I actually sent you a snapshot of what the solicitation was. Yeah. Uh, this sounds very, very interesting. So it says here, DC takes Batman's war on crime worldwide in a new hardcover anthology. Batman the World is a 160-page book that will feature Batman stories by creative teams from across the globe taking place in their home countries. This original Batman project launches worldwide on Tuesday, September 14th, 2021, and the complete anthology will be localized to the following international territories. North America, France, Spain, Italy, Germany, and the uh, Czech Republic, Russia, uh, Poland, Turkey, Mexico, Brazil, China, Korea, and Japan. If there is a, I do believe there is a different cover for every single one of those. So uh, I believe the solicitations has the covers. I personally want to look at, because I know France has some really cool covers for their comics. Yeah. I want to look at Spain. I also want to look at Mexico and Japan for me personally. I just feel like just want to take a gander at those but it says this global collaboration is the first of its kind for dc so join us for this phenomenon providing that batman is a true cultural icon and that the call for justice knows no borders this book is going to be 24.99 when it comes out yeah it's pretty crazy um it seems cool though I like the idea. I mean, yeah. just a bunch of Batman stories, it seems like, from around the world. Yeah, so. you know, I would have, like, it sounds like Batman stories, but mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, this is the perfect time to do a legitimate Batman Incorporated anthology. Yeah. But... I mean, a I lot mean, of those characters do kind of suck, though. Yeah, but I, I also... I'm very interested to see, because the creators are from all over. Yeah. So, 
that may also be why they are reaching out to manga artists and creators like we saw in uh, uh, Future State Gotham. Yeah. You know, if we're going to be seeing probably the story from Japan be more manga-esque, I'm really interested to see who they get to choose, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, my voice is going here. Um, Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see uh, just what's going to be in it, to be honest. Like, I mean, you already got me with Azarello. Like, all right, Azarello's doing a story. I'm down. I'll buy it. Oh, yeah. Um, Just because he's he's amazing. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's going to be a wait and see kind of thing. Uh, What's the other comic news? I don't know if I know about that. The other comic news is a Matthew Rosenberg story. He is the current writer of the um, oh, shoot. What is his name? The dude with the freaking mask. Um, That's a lot of people, man. No, no. The red mask that is uh, freaking Lucius Fox bodyguard. Uh, Freaking. Oh, oh my God. Freaking Jim Lee's uh, creator own character. Uh, that I absolutely um, Grifter. Love. Grifter. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that name. So Matthew Rosenberg is writing all the Grifter stories right now in D.C. He is writing a Joker book. It's going to be Black Label, I believe. Uh, actually, no. Oh, is that the puzzle one? It is the Joker yeah. puzzle box. A puzzle okay. box. Yeah. Um, it says here, uh, it doesn't really have much. It's just, uh, it has shades of Arkham Asylum. It has shades of Joker's Asylum, but delivered with the biting of Matthew Rosenberg. He will be joined by a team of artists that include uh, Jesus Morono, Joshua Hickson, uh, Ulysses Arella, Vanessa Del Rey, Christopher Moonham, and Ricardo Ortiz. Uh, it looks like Chip Zdarsky is going to be providing the covers for the first issue. Nice. So uh, it says it's going to be debuting. Oh, it looks like this may be a... Uh, well, it says it's a digital first, but I will tell you, starting next week... And it's already started, but starting next week for a book that we want to read, um, the digital titles that were set to be a digital first, it looks like DC is getting rid of all of their digital first content and everything's going back to print. Hmm. Yeah. That's, I don't so know about this that decision. One, this one is being uh, announced as a Universe Infinite original, and it says that it will be print. Uh, in August. So we shall see how that stays or if it will go straight to print. Yeah. But yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. When I, I actually did see that, uh, that news about Joker, I, I mean, it seems interesting, but again, it's another fucking Joker story. Yeah. No, and is I black saw, label I... gone or is that on black label? Uh, no, this one's not on back cable, but we still have the the Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad Joker yeah. book that's on black label. And then another black label book was just announced um, last week is a Superman Lobo series. Oh, yeah. OK. So interesting. Uh, in regards to, oh, shoot, uh, the whole thing about like another Joker book or whatever, I saw a meme today, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um it was it was making fun of uh, people who are like Batman fans. Uh, it says it says I'm a DC Comics fan, and they're like, "Oh yeah, name half of the publishing line," and then they say Batman. And he's like, "Oh wait, that's on me. I set the bar too low." 
Yeah. It's true. I counted, and this solicits for August. Yeah, for August, I counted the amount of Batman-related titles. It has gotten larger from last time. 41 titles in the month of August are all Batman-related. Yeah, it's getting to the point where it's just like... I don't even even like I used to be somebody who used to buy everything and I don't even think I would have been able to do that even if I had a paying job like a solid paying job yeah um it's just too much and, and it's I, weird too because like I we get these books for free and I still think it's too much to read oh yeah the the review copies they're like I feel freaking just I feel overwhelmed sometimes with the yeah. amount of books that are being released and which is why we pick and choose what we want to read. Yeah. But man, this is freaking intense. And I even, I, I put it out there into Twitter. I said, 41 titles is too much. Like, yeah. th- like I'm sorry. That is way too much. There used to be a point where DC was like, hey, we're going to publish 52 titles. If yeah. that was the case, and 41 of them were Batman related, that's insane. Yeah. Like, absolutely insane. And people are, like, whether they were joking or not, like, some of them were joking, some of them weren't. People were actually excited for mm-hmm. 41 titles of Batman. And I'm, yeah. I was like, you're part of the freaking problem. I'm sorry. Like, if you, if you can't just be excited about Batman and Detective, like, give other books, you know, the opportunity to sell. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, I'm very curious on how the like who's running the show over there. Like, who thinks these ideas are really good? And at the same time, it's like, when are you going to innovate? Like, I know we had the discussion a long time ago about uh, wanting continuity and all of that jazz. And like, you're going to lose. Like, if you were to restart every four years, you're going to lose the people that want the continuity. Like, we had that conversation because of that mm-hmm. one guy. And now I'm kind of thinking, like, you know what? Maybe you just have a random i mean i don't know like i feel like what's the current thing called frontier infinite frontier infinite frontier yeah like the concept is interesting like all right everything matters you could do whatever you want but at the same time like i think if you're gonna keep that model you should be like hey we're gonna start this new line where it is gonna be day one everything that happens in this book is pure just this storyline and just retell everything again well i don't know if you know this um, in the Marvel continuity, uh, everything happens. Like everything is continuity. Yeah. So, Fantasy Fifth, uh, Amazing Fantasy Fifteen, the very first issue of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever they reference it, they reference it. Ama- Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Oh, really? Yes. So mm-hmm. the same thing with every character in the DC unit. I mean, in the Marvel universe. So they treat it as like, yeah, it happened a long time ago. But these characters are kind of timeless. Yeah. And DC just doesn't know for some reason how to do that. Yeah. I think it's just because they need to bite the bullet and they need to be like, we're either restarting or we're not. Like, and I don't think anybody wants to do that. Because if you were going to try to do like what manga does to give a person a starting point, then you need to be like, you can do it with a crisis or whatever, and just end it like that ends it like everything that has happened to this point will no longer exist but you are all going to be reborn and we already had rebirth you know what i mean but you know what i mean and then that's your new line 
Well, that's what I mean also, because even with even with Marvel, they do go back to issue number ones, even more so yeah. than than DC. But they do the number one just to get more sales. Yeah. The story still continues for the for the most part. And it's never a reboot. It is just yeah. like, hey, here's a new number one. We're going to continue the story. Everything is still continuity. In DC's mind, oh, if we're going to be number one, then everything has to be rebooted. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so weird to think that way. Yeah. Like, although, I mean, although it's very frustrating when I see a number one, because I'm like, that's but like you're just trying to get more sales. Yeah, it's a cash grab. Yeah. 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 Um, but the thing is, like, I think with the Marvel thing, that's just kind of confusing, you know? So I kind of see where DC is trying to do a starting point. But my thing would be you need to do it like a manga to where there's only that number one and that story continues like and then it'll it ends when it ends and that's it like and they would need to the problem with uh american the american comic book industry is they switch writers too often like they don't let a writer just sit on there and ride it out unless they're on like a c-list title yeah you know and i was thinking about this also if they wanted to go the manga route there are some mangas that aren't long. Like mm-hmm. we think of mangas and we're like, oh man, One Piece, one th- over a yeah. thousand chapters. But there are mangas that like the writer comes in and says, hey, I do have an ending for this. We're going to make it 12 volumes. Yeah. Writers can do like DC can easily do that. And they would just name like, let's take it Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we they make a Batman manga and just name it like something that the first arc is about, you know, Yeah. whether it be like, let's take freaking no man's land, let's Batman, no man's land, 12 volumes. Boom. That is your, that is, let's say it's Tom King. That is Tom King's story. Yeah. Then they go back to a volume number one of Batman, whatever with a different writer. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that, they could do it like that. I'd be interested to see somebody stay on long term, you know. But, oh, yeah, I mean, we kind of sure. get that now. But then again, I say that I'm like, oof, Tinian for four years. Like, that's rough. Then again, I had Tom King for four years, and I'm pretty sure that's how other people that didn't like Tom King felt. So, yeah. And don't get me wrong, there are mangas out there that just don't hit it for me. Like, if anybody yeah. is familiar with the manga r- reading right now, writing, there is a, there's a series called i tell c like i tell and then the letter c about this woman who is a detective that falls in love with every criminal mm-hmm. um, Harley Quinn. it's a really weird concept and like she's a really good detective but she has this flaw of like always falling in love with the person she's trying to capture i was done after chapter four so not even a full volume and i was just i was like i'm out this is mm-hmm. this is dumb for me. Yeah. Then just recently there's a comic book series or a manga series called uh, Elusive Samurai. The first 14 chapters were really great. It's on chapter 17 right now. It hasn't been hitting for me. I'm probably going to go back after a few more chapters, try to rush through it and see if it gets better. But there are mangas that are amiss. So same yeah. thing with comics. We'll just have to sit through it. And if just like how we do it, if it doesn't mesh with us we're just not gonna buy it we're just not gonna read it you know yeah yeah it's interesting man um but i mean we'll just we'll wait and see 
uh, I don't even know how the fuck we got on this. We find a way. <laughs> we find a way to get back on anime. But uh, from my understanding, that's all the news we have, right? Yeah, there's yeah, nothing it's, it's this a week. Dead week for sure. Um, now we have four books to talk about. I did not read Robin, so okay. let's start off with that since you read that. So Robin, um, let's see here. It opens up with him on a freaking uh, like tomb like slab basically Mm -hmm. and the wound that uh flatline took his heart like yeah it is in the shape of an r which i like rolled my eyes at Mm. but he wakes up and ravager is there to talk to him and we find out this lazarus island you cannot die uh see i knew something like that so but here's the thing. You get killed once, you do not die. You get killed twice, you do not die. You get killed a third time, your soul is lost to the island. Oh. So that is what this tournament is about. So he's There's, lost once already then? He has lost once. Wow. To Flatline. But um, Ravager basically is like, hey freaking uh what's her name uh lady lady lazarus or whatever her name is uh the woman in white uh that was in the last issue basically told the rules to everybody after <laughs> robin yeah. was dead like he was just bleeding on the ground that's what Ravager just like oh yeah by the way while you were bleeding out she decided to tell us the rules and the rules state that uh you were brought here because you were Willing to kill to win. I am sure you've all heard of the legends, blah, 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 blah. So basically, like I said, every the the actual tournament does not start until everybody has died once. Yeah. We consider that first match a sparring match, basically, is what they're saying. And the winner of the tournament is granted immortality. That is the mm-hmm. big thing. So when Robin hears this, he's like, oh, so you're telling me that I don't have to hold back. He's like, game on. He runs into the crowd of everybody that's sparring on the beach and he kills every single person. Damn. I wish I would have read that. <laughs> um, Almost every single person. Just everybody that's currently on the beach. But yeah. we see him slice somebody's head, um, batarangs to the forehead um slit throats everything Hmm. and then he looks at flatline he doesn't kill her but he just looks at her and it gives her one of these like hey i'm watching you type thing yeah and ravager's basically like hey 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 hold your horses bud like chill the fuck out you know um here are the people that you need to be watching out for respawn which basically is the kid that looks like deathstroke There is somebody called Double XL. He looks like Avatar the Last Airbender with red gloves. There is, of course, Flatline and then a chick called Black Swan. But the number one person on the list that needs uh, the most attention is, of course, Hawk. Connor Hawk. So he is somebody who is 
you know, just merciless, basically. And that's when Robin figures out, oh, that is from the League of Shadows. The League of Shadows split into the League of Lazarus. So they are the ones that recruited Connor Hawk. Um, This is when we get another dose of Robin's love for manga. He finds his bag and he's like, he says, oh, good, it's still here. If anybody were to steal from me, I would have killed them. And like Ravager like looks inside of his bag and sees the manga. And it's I don't like this because it's too on the nose for Williamson to be putting this out there. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I understand that you're kind of humanizing Robin mm-hmm. or Damien in this way, but because we are we're in a tournament, we're actually seeing panels from this manga, it's just too on the nose for me, and it makes me want to roll my eyes every single time I see it. Yeah. So oh, I feel every time I Invincible did its title in the show, <laughs> fucking hated that. So uh, another weird rule for this tournament is that fights cannot take place during the night. So I think that this will fall back on some sort of like monkey's paw of the island that like if you die at night, you can't be resurrected or something like that. Yeah. Um Somebody's but, gonna die at night and they won't come back. They're like, oh, we yeah. But uh, Ravager basically is saying that she's technically not a part of the tournament, but she mm-hmm. still wants something. And she is there and she's wanting to train Damien. And Damien's basically like, well, you, you can't teach me anything that I don't already know. Like, I'm the yeah. son of Batman. You can't teach me anything. So during the night, he's actually trying to spy on the staff that is a part of this island seeing what's going on he bumps into flatline she seems very like she already wants to just be friends she's like hey i already killed you once so let's Mm. just forget about the whole thing and just be friends and he's like yeah that's weird no thank you um but he sees a giant lazarus pit in this secret passageway that they found um, where Lady Lazarus is there as well. And he's like, okay, well, we'll find out more about this later. He goes back to his enclosure, whatever, the little hut that he's in, and Ravager attacks him and basically captures him. And she's like, see, you can't just be cocky the entire time. You need help. These people are not to mess with. You need, in order to win, you need more help, and I'm going to teach yeah. you that. So we will probably see that. But the biggest thing that she wants to teach him is how to have fun. And so the next issue is called Fun and Games of Death. So It's on the beach, right? That's the final thing? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the fucking beach episode of the manga. Yeah. (sighs) God damn it. Like, (laughs) I would have been fine because it was going with the fucking... It was going with the protagonist, like that's cocky and it's gonna be overwhelmed. And then of course somebody more sensible comes along and tells them how to fight, you know? Yeah, and and that's the one thing that I still don't like about this series is this idea of Robin like completely forgetting about everything that he was as a Teen Titan, as yeah. a Robin, and is basically saying, Fuck the world, I don't need you. Like, I don't like that Damien. Nobody has ever liked that Damien, which is yeah. why we started to like the Damien he was turning into. And now yeah. I feel like he's degressing. So, well, it goes back to he's just like his father because that happens to Batman all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need my friends. Blah, blah, that's blah. true. It's just like, 
And it, it gets annoying. And that's why everybody kind of wanted to see him not become Batman. But then some people are like, well, he's his son, so he should be. But I'm like, yeah, but he didn't grow up with him. So, like, he's definitely different. You know what I mean? Oh, so. I did see the solicits for this. I didn't read the description. I only saw the cover. In August, there is going to be a complete Robin team up with uh, Jason Todd, Dick Grayson, Cassie, Stephanie, and Tim. Mm, interesting. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Um, I Now, you didn't read Black and White, right? I As I was waiting for you to uh, actually come up on, on freaking us recording yeah i was able to read everything except for the last story okay so i just want to point out my favorite story was the chess one i thought that one was really cool oh yes the yeah. nick darrington yeah i didn't know that he could write because holy shit i know it was very vague there wasn't a whole lot of dialogue it was all inner yeah. dialogue uh inner monologue sorry um that was good yeah so I liked it because it had obscure type Batman characters of just a chess gang. Mm-hmm. And um, Batman was trying to save what you thought was just a kidnapped child. Turned out to be like one of the characters of the rival chess gang that was yeah. a, the black chess gang. And they all started fighting. And Batman's whole goal was to save this child from this group of crazy people. And what he sees, like, I'm, I'm like so many steps away from the window the kid stabs Batman in and, the freaking gut. Yeah. And he's like, you don't have to do this. Like there's still time. And the kid runs out there to go help his family fight these other like pawns. And the last and, words are I'm too late. Yes. And that is the instance of Batman. He wants to save everybody before they go bad after they've been bad, everything. And I thought it was just phenomenal. Yes. Uh, I, I will tell you one story that I didn't like. And for many reasons, but I'll and I'll share my insight on that as well, is the very first story. So the very first story is with these two kids trying to get Batman's attention. And it, oh, ends, yeah. up, it ends up being a um, Mad Hatter, Mad Hatter story. Yes. So the dialogue was horrendous. And I was like, why is it so bad? And so I went up back to the um, the credits and this writer, Brandon Thomas, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no. This writer, Brandon Thomas, recently was on Legends of the Dark Knight Chapter 9, which was a Batman Martian Manhunter story. Mm-hmm. And I swear to you, it's quite possibly the worst Batman story I have ever read. Really? More so than freaking Jimenez wow so just a really quick there's a moment in this uh Brandon uh Thomas Legends of the Dark Knight story where he is driving the Batmobile and the dialogue is responding to what would have been probably a pin uh Alfred Mm -hmm. uh, conversation and there is no Alfred dialogue. All right. Yes. And it is that way, even with Alfred in the room. And it is, he is writing it. This Brandon Thomas person is basically writing Batman 
as if there's only half conversations on every page. It literally makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. And the premise of the story is Calendar Man has gotten hold of the Martian calendar and is going to make a deal with a Martian god to like become immortal or something. Mm-hmm. It is a weird freaking concept. And the worst part about this is the art is not too bad, but the story is horrendous. And I yeah. hate stories like that. Like when I literally cannot make sense of any words that are coming out of a character's dialogue, but the, like the images look great and the yeah. character designs look great. I'm just like, I hate this. Like I, I want to enjoy this because of the pure beauty of this art, but I can't. Yeah. So, um, the final story, did you skip it because of the artist? So, or did you just not get to it? I, I think it was the very first page that I was like, yeah, I'm not into this art, Mm -hmm. but then I was scrolling through it and I was like, why did they, that is basically the Batman animated series Clayface. Um, like everything else is different, but the clay face is straight out of Batman, the animated series. Oh, that's not the last story. Oh, it isn't. No, the last story is the Ramita junior story. Oh yeah. No, no, no. That one. Yeah. So the Ramita junior and the clay face story, I skipped. Okay. The Ramita junior story. I was going to skip too. I was like, fuck that. It's the last story. I'm not going to read his stuff. But then I saw who wrote it. It's Scott Snyder. So I was just like, fuck, let me read it. It's good. The art's not, but this is essentially because I saw this headline on comic book uh, CBR and I was all like, what the fuck are they talking about? I was like, I'm not even going to click on that. But this is what it's from. This is essentially Batman's Jimmy Olsen. And it's a solid story about this guy that's taken like all the Batman photos over time. So that classic detective comics with the headlock, mm-hmm. he took the photo. And all of these other photos that are classic. He's, it's basically the Peter Parker, the Jimmy Olsen mm-hmm. character in Gotham. Uh, the interesting thing about this one is this guy ends up having a health problem. And mm. so he's like, yeah, he was like, uh, after so after, because I think he got gassed by Joker or something like that. And so it gave him a health problem. And uh, what ends up happening is he was like, yeah, they're going to do an expose on me or whatever. He was all before I, you know, kick the bucket. And he was like, I want to talk to Batman. Sorry about that. Take, uh, he was like, I want to talk to Batman one more time and ask him like why he does it or all this other stuff. Well, he goes up to use the bat signal and uh, whatever illness he has, he falls a lot. So he falls off the roof and he falls with his camera taking photos. And it's, it's of Batman saving his life. And um, at the very end, he was like, after that, I woke up in my bedroom and uh, my very first photo, the original was on my window and i don't know how batman got it from the wayne family and um it's just like it's just like a priceless photo or something like that so it's actually a pretty decent story it's a priceless photo but i see it now freaking the batarang is just like ripping it yeah (laughs) which makes sense for batman you know what i mean like he wouldn't give a fuck yeah um but like and it kind of is like oh if the wayne foundation you know which i think it's hilarious because i don't know if it's like he's glad he got it so he could sell it to maybe get the stuff to be able to buy healthcare or something i don't really know but it's just like i mean fucking wayne could have done that for you (laughs) like you know what i mean but at least this covers the tracks of like 
hey, you know, I stole this from the Waynes. You do what you want with it. Um, but it would be weird if the Waynes buy it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but either way, it was a good Scott Snyder story, just with terrible art. So, how do you feel about it being the last story of the series? Did it end on a good note? I would say the story was good because I think it added a character to to the universe. Yeah. So I think that was cool. I mean, it kind of seems like he's going to die, but you know, sometimes those kind of stories are the best. Like Kevin Smith's story about the gun. Yeah. That's a solid story, you know? Very, very true. So yeah, I don't know. Um, And then, well, we have two more. Let's, let's end with strange adventures just because a lot of people were making a big deal about that book and it had a, we finally got some answers. Yeah. Um, but what do you think of detective? So detective, um, just now considering like, it's really funny because now that I know that story from Batman black and white, the very last one about the photographer. Yeah. This opens up with a newspaper yeah. and it says photo by Dan Mora. And I'm like, now I'm thinking liar because it's the original photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, the original photo of uh, Detective uh, 27. But uh, this, I I don't know how Mariko Tamaki is doing this, but like all of her stuff before, I was not a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking this story. Yeah, I think it's really good. I'm yeah, really enjoying. Really so I will say this. I am not familiar with at all about lady uh lady clayface i do not know anything about her yeah i I thought about her either i thought the comment about lady clayface was a joke Mm -hmm. until the person actually said yeah i'm lady clayface yeah and i was like oh shit there was an episode or maybe it was a, a animated series no i think there's an animated series when it's tim drake and there's a child that Drake is really interested in, and it turns out to be a clay face. Okay. So, yeah, so it could be a similar situation like that, but I cannot remember reading a story with Lady Clayface personally. Okay, um, so from what I see here, there is a Clayface called Sandra Fuller mm-hmm. who came out, first appearance was Outsiders, volume one, number 21. So there is, uh, it it doesn't say Lady Clayface, but there is a Clayface that is a female. So yeah, yeah, there's something there. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting. So I, if I'm not mistaken, I had asked the last time we talked about this if this was the young girl that Bruce saw in his neighborhood, and I don't think it is because she, I could have swore she showed up in this in this issue which one because like i don't sandra or whatever is the one that died right she was the clay face right no no no. so uh sarah sarah Sarah, is the woman that died and we we assume that it is because of neil yes no no i'm not talking about how he killed her i'm talking about the person that died i thought it was like the hot young 20 year something year old that was brute that died but this is somebody else this is somebody's like wife or something like that no no no, that is her it was sarah sarah was the young one yeah the the one that invited them into like the party and everything yeah that was her are you sure yeah because you're probably thinking this redheaded girl was her right yeah no 
Because I could have sworn the that other girl was redhead that invited him. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, am I gonna have to go all the way back? Yeah, I don't have that issue, so I can't. I don't really have to go back. <laughs> but that's what I thought. Because I thought it was. I mean, is the guy getting mad? It's his daughter, right? Or his he, wife? I guess it's the daughter. From because yeah, he just keeps saying return her or find her. Or whatever, yes. So. so so that the big dude. Yes, yeah. it's her. It's his daughter. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it is. I don't really know. Either way, somebody sees Bruce take this Clayface character into his house, which if you're Bruce Wayne, this kind of threw me off just a little bit because I understand Bruce would try to like help this person or do whatever. But if that was weird happening on your footsteps and you're Bruce Wayne, why wouldn't you call the police to kind of keep your cover? Instead of if she she was like literally yelling at him and banging on his door to like, I saw you do something, blah, blah, blah. I feel like as a civilian, you would have called. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird that he like rushed her into his place and even know it was happening, even though he's Batman. But still, like you already have all this suspicion on you. you know? Yeah. But either way, like um, I thought that the him on the rooftop was pretty interesting. That looked pretty awesome. Oh, uh, when the, he didn't have his cow on. Yeah. I thought that was dope. And then that's when we see Huntress. One thing I want to point out is, have you noticed how Huntress has progressively gotten darker? Like, they just don't want to, like, really tell us that, oh, yeah, we were going to make her white. And then people really pointed it out that we just kind of fucking made her white. And now she's she's back. to She's dark. She's dark again. That is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they never said why they changed her skin color. Because in those original fucking Dan Mora things, she's fucking white. Like, she's oh, yeah. super light-skinned. But now she's, like, dark. So so I am looking at the issue now that mm-hmm. invited him over. She had red hair. So the girl that finds her, or, or finds him with yeah. Lady Clayface, um, which her name is... Uh, shit. What is her name? Like I thought they she's uh she said he says uh Lydia. Yeah. That is her name. So Lydia was the very first person we saw in this neighborhood. Yeah. I thought it was Lydia. But there I'm looking at it now. There's a moment where Lydia introduces Bruce to Sarah and her husband at the party. That's what I thought. Yes. Is because I knew I thought it was the wife. Yeah. So yeah, so that makes sense. Um which at that point yeah it doesn't matter because lydia died in this issue <laughs> yeah yeah by neil. by neil which i'm like okay this this is clearly like okay we're gonna we're gonna be facing off with neil yeah but then neil fucking dies yeah and i'm just like that's I would say that's probably the only thing that I kind of have to disagree with on Tamaki's writing. Mm-hmm. Like, because now I understand that now it's more about like whatever they're on, whether it be a drug or whatever. Yeah. Like that's going to be the mystery, which I will say Tamaki is doing great with the fact that this is t- technically detective comics and there's yeah. a mystery surrounding the story instead of an all out like, Hey, I'm going to fight this person. We, we save the day, whatever. So I do appreciate that a lot. Yeah. 
no overall this story is fantastic like it's really good i'm intrigued obviously the art helps it and escalates it to an even higher level but i think she's been knocking it out of the park yeah you know it's uh it's a batman story that i genuinely want to read because like i was feeling like shit today and i usually if if i'm running late i will pick a book to dismiss but it's never detective comics so, you know, it's something I definitely do want to read. Lastly, we have Strange Adventures. So this was a big reveal. Uh, I really wanted to read this book this week just because I, you know, like Tom King or Mitch Gerards, they always like take somebody who read it. It's like Twitter and post it somewhere. And somebody was like, I cannot believe that Tom King just did that in this book. I was expecting that he killed somebody. Yeah. Like I was expecting that. Um, but I will say I was still satisfied with the reveal because it's similar to what we were kind of assuming was going to yeah. happen, but it kind of went a little further and I kind of like it. Um, uh, but what do you think about the whole, whole issue? This one, I will say it took me a little bit longer to read. Um, oh, okay. the reason being, I, I'm not entirely sure why I just felt like this one was a little bit heavier this is, of course, uh, all of Mr. Terrific's writing to, yeah. uh, oh, shoot, I forgot her name. Uh, uh, Lana? Alana? Yeah, yes. And you see basically what she is going through throughout her day. Uh, you know, getting ready for the day, running errands, talking to the freaking president, you know, yeah. all of these different things. And, of course, we also have the flashbacks. And they are heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah. And you don't understand how heavy until you get near the end of the issue. Yeah. I thought I was going to get lost in this, especially with these books now being every other month. Mm -hmm. I was right into it, dude. I honestly was. Yeah, um, no, it was great. I, I really did enjoy this. Um, I will say there may have been a small continuity issue with the Ooh. art okay. um, for the very last few panels. And we'll talk about it when we come up with that reveal. But uh, why don't you take this one? How, how did you feel about this and let everybody know what happened? Yeah, so um, as the uh, Tom King simp in this podcast, um, <laughs> I... I this was one of those issues that I was just like I wanted to just keep reading because you know we've seen Mr. Terrific and we know that he knew something that he wasn't telling everybody and I want to say I do want to applaud Tom King about up until this moment I was thinking that Alana was a bad guy I really thought she was a terrible person and she might be we don't we still have two more issues but um we had started piecing things together. And I think I mentioned it back in one of the last two issues. I was all, what if, you know, cause my assumption was like the daughter's alive, like the daughter's alive. And we get that revelation today, like in this yes. issue that the daughter is alive. Um, and that means that Alana doesn't know, meaning that fucking Adam strange has hid this from her. And um, what is interesting is we, the reason why we find out that she is alive is like again this was a long read or it's a lot of information like clay said but one thing that is revealed in this is mr terrific says there was three instances that made no sense to him 
-hmm. And one was in all of the research he did on the pikes, there was no way Ran should have won. And he does Mm -hmm. not understand how the hell Ran won. And it makes no sense because the pikes are conquerors. They have conquered millions of planets or something like that. And he was like, and I don't see how Ran won. And he was all the second thing is, is uh, I, I forget all three things, um, but he, he mentions a bunch of them. And he was like, oh, and he was all he another one of the things was he didn't understand how they're losing, like how a place that's been through multiverse level crises in Earth is losing to these guys because we have the best technology. We have the best superheroes. We have everything and we're getting our asses handed to us by the pikes like this makes no sense he he actually like does the batman thing where he was all the other two sorry Mm -hmm. the other two it says three inconsistencies um the pikes inexplicably let you win the pikes inexplicably are defeating us yeah and your husband inexplicably faked his daughter's death so yeah. those are the three. Yeah. And on that panel, like, it's just like, again, it's very simple. She's just having her daily routine or whatever is on her schedule for that day. But my brain just like stopped for like a split second when the first two, because again, we were kind of acknowledging that the third one was a possibility that yeah, yeah. the daughter was in fact alive. Yeah. But this whole thing about the Pikes, like, letting them win and like all of this was very confusing but go go ahead and keep going yeah so it turns out that with all those rele- revelations he's just like he he throws out one thing he was all adam strange is not the man that y'all make him out to be essentially and he also says he was like batman his plans are pretty much foolproof if he has time to prepare and he had all the time to prepare and you're still getting the pikes are still beating us and the only way that is possible is if there's somebody on the inside, essentially, like letting them know what is happening. And it is revealed to us that the only way Ran won is because when Adam Strange was captured, he made a deal that he was like, you give us Ran and I'll give you Earth. And that's huge. And his daughter as collateral. Yeah. So the Pikes. To make sure this deal goes through, Adam Strange has handed over his daughter to the Pikes to until they get Earth. So there is a panel in a prior issue where I remember this. I'll have to go back and actually read it. But there is an issue where uh, Strange gets knocked unconscious and like you see a trail of blood, which we all assumed meant that his daughter is now dead. Yeah. That is not the case. Yeah. And I am still very confused where his wife is on the matter. Because in the very end, she's taking off her makeup. You know, you can tell there's definitely some sort of mood change. And she punches the glass. Yeah. She is a phenomenon to me. Mm-hmm. In this in this entire series, could because we thought she was bad. Yeah, there is some part in this issue that makes me think she doesn't know. But does she know? You know, you're still questioning it. This yeah. may be 
she's angry that the fact that strange lied to her or she's angry that somebody has figured it out. That is what is the phenomenon to me. And I would really like to know. So as far as the continuity error, Mitch Gerards had her punch the mirror Mm -hmm. with her right hand. And then when you see her, I guess, I don't know if it's just because of the way of the art, but it looks like her hand, her left hand is the one that's full of blood because that's what it's like all on the pole and what looks like what possibly could be um, like glass, like alongside the, uh, alongside the, the left hand yeah the panel the, yeah i see yeah. what you're talking about um yeah i mean i always forget how to mirror work sometimes because like <laughs> you know what i mean uh because yeah. you when you take photos and stuff it's reversed it's inverted or rever- or you know whatever because yeah, you can you can say in the other panels that this may be we are the mirror and we're looking at her yeah, but then when you clearly see the punch, you're like, okay, it's the other way around. We're looking at the mirror. Yeah. So when I see it, I'm like, why is that hand all bloody when it was supposed to be the other one? Yeah. So, um, I actually read uh Batcat four. There's a continuity and drawing error there too that I noticed. Oh, okay. Very uh, cool. It's not huge. It's just somebody was wearing something and then they're not wearing it. I was like, hmm, that's odd. Um, but anyways, yeah, that revelation was huge. I was just like, and then, and then the fact that like strange comes home, he's like, Oh, what's all this? Hey, it looks like it's from Mr. Terrific. Hey honey, what's up? (laughs) And she has this like pissed look. And like I said, I don't know if it's because of like, Hey, we need to talk. You're an asshole or Hey, we need to talk. We're in trouble. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nuts, man. Um, but I think it's a solid story. I'm excited for the next two issues. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just think I think the story itself, like I'm pretty sure a lot of people are like, oh, it's going slow. But uh, I think it's after seeing all this, I'm just like, damn, like this is a solid fucking story. And we're not gonna finish this story for another four months. Which that's what brought me when I was reading Batcat. I was like, how are we barely on four? And we should be on six. So, like, Batcat has missed a couple months as well. Really? Yeah, because it started in December. Oh, that's true. So, I don't know what's happening there, but we're, like, super behind. Um, I mean, it's good, though. I will, you know, I don't know if you've read it yet. No, I'm, I'm, so for me, my big thing on how to stay on, on schedule for everything mm-hmm. is I make lists for every single day. Like what I'm going to do after right. I come home from work and everything else. Last week, I did not do that at all. So like my past two weeks have been freaking just disgusting as far as like me trying to keep up with reading and everything else. Yeah. So starting today, I started doing the lists again. And so I'm getting a little bit better uh, keeping back on track. So yeah. I will be reading next week's books and I have, I have the next two days off. Yeah, uh, and I actually had today off to do some stuff. So I have the next two days off. Gonna relax, you know, read everything ahead of time, so that way I'll be ready for next episode. Yeah, nice. Um, 
yeah man it's pretty it's it's been pretty solid like i, I thought that was a great story um bad cat's getting exciting as well so you said that there has been some controversy over this have you been seeing other people like make comments about this or or just for the fact that we've seen comments in earlier issues about this about about this. strange adventures oh i did i say controversy yeah, you said that some people have not liked it or, or liked it or whatever. You, you said it right before we started talking about it. Oh, um, I was it in reference to when Tom King posted something? Is that mm, what you're talking no, about? No, you didn't. You didn't say anything about Tom King posting anything. You oh. said that Mitch Gerard posted something about like somebody else that had already read it. Oh fuck! I kind of vaguely remember what you're talking about, but. I've deleted all my social media since then. <laughs> so I don't have a way to go back and look. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what he, what he would have made reference to. Um, yeah. I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. Either way, the story, you know, it's, it's, you know, the writing's there for itself. I think it's phenomenal. We've like, you've said many a time, you either love Tom King or you hate Tom King. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of how it goes, but I I thought that story was really fantastic. Um, I actually think a lot of the stuff I read this week was pretty pretty legit. So, nice. um, but yeah, man, for the most part, uh, what do you got going on, Clay? What, what do you got going on this week? So this week, I need everybody to show up on Monday um, at the Geekverse YouTube channel for DC Alliance. Uh, our live is going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. I have been called out. Um, it's really funny. Um, the The creator of our network, um, Travis Snell, uh, he and his uh, Canadian group of friends uh, do these live streams. And yeah. they have done a lot of things in the past for charity and whatnot. And they make them big events, and more so, they have created feuds between each other. Uh, Travis has a uh, a gaming title; he is overall champion of of their gaming streams, and he called out somebody for having to defend their ch- uh, title, but he's not defending his. So mm-hmm. I called him out just out of like jokingly, and now he is quote unquote threatening to suspend me from the network if if you know if I don't challenge him in any game that he decides um that oh, game has not been decision or what yeah oh. um in a non-title match and so everybody's like oh you're chicken you're chicken you're chicken Lame. so so we're gonna see how it goes that live stream uh for charity is gonna be june 5th it's gonna be a 14 hour live stream uh the the uh, uh freaking donation goal is 500 dollars um we're gonna be uh trying to pick up charity for the children of everybody that is everything that's going on overseas we're not Mm going to go into huge politics all we know is that children are suffering because of it so we're going to donate money to them uh the goal is 500 and we'll see on what game i really suck at to see if i win this match uh yeah it it could be a wide rounds or um i have no idea Uh, i would say you should tell him that like before you start the game if you somehow win you get a title match and get to pick the game. See, and everybody, it's so funny because uh, I didn't think everybody would going to be like really big into this because it mm-hmm. just spun out of freaking like, it, it just like 
everything flared up all yeah. at the last minute or whatever. And so there's people that are like, well, you're just calling all the shots and not you, you don't lose anything if you win or lose. And he's like, oh, well, that's my rules or whatever. I so. can't stand that. That's why like, <laughs> I want those. So like before this podcast ends, I used to be in a fantasy football league and uh, me and my brother were like the troublemakers in there. But we were the troublemakers because we wanted everything to be fair. Yeah. And like I was in this fantasy football league for 10 years. I ended up getting kicked out because my brother ended up winning the championship. Uh, the previous year, we caught the commissioner trying to cheat and nice. he admitted to it. The next year, my brother showed up in a draft shirt with the tweets of him, <laughs> like on the, uh, like him admitting to fucking cheating. And like, he was like, he kind of laughed it off. And like, I was always trying, I was the one that came up with all of the fucking shit. And I was like, y'all guys agree with this? Y'all think it's good? And everybody's like, that's fucking fantastic. It makes sense, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, he just never would let it go. And then when he had to pay my brother this large sum of money, and my brother was the one that eliminated him from the thing, Fuck. he got really pissy. And then he, the after he lost, he came back because my brother was the only person that had almost as many championships as him. So he was like threatened by it, I guess. The next season, he was like, all right, guys, next year, uh, we're going, commissioner makes all the rules. We're going back to prizes weekly. We're not doing votes. Like, he just came up with all of these fucking dictatorship shits. <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck? And uh, I was like, dude, what the hell? I was like, we've been in this league for 10 plus years or whatever, and you're just going to fucking change all this shit? I was like, I'm pretty sure we can all vote on this. He was like, nope, no voting. My brother came in. He was like, the champion's here. Let me go ahead and actually speak. And, like, he said some shit. And then he was like, whatever, man, whatever. He's like, you can get your trophy, but you're out of the league. And I was like, what the fuck? And he kicked my brother out, booted him from the thing. I have always, this is the second time it's happened to me. I have been kicked off of something because of my brother. And like, I got booted out of the league. And I was like, what the fuck? It's also happened on the spawn boards, the spawn forums. Like Jeez. when people found out that like my brother, my brother was big into the spawn forums and I was there too. I got booted because I was like, what? I was like, why did I get booted? Like, what the fuck? That's why I made fun of Kobe Bryant. The the moderator was a softy. Oh, um, but anyways, like, oh yeah, I just find that shit hilarious. So I hate when people make crazy rules. <laughs> Although if you ever come to my streams, it's all about my rules. Okay. I'm just yeah. saying, uh, but no, um, like, yeah, I just find it hilarious. Like, uh, but I love competing. Like, it's just fun. Yeah. Um, it, like, I'm not. A great I, I was, I was not expecting. Cause I just, it was just an offhand comment on, yeah. on DC Alliance. And then all of a sudden he called me out on his separate podcast. Yeah. And I just, I caught it live because I was just wanting to watch and he kicked me out of the live stream um, yeah. like for he timed me out or whatever. So I couldn't say anything for like 30 minutes or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually like I no, I would. I honestly would not do it unless he puts on. I was like, if I beat you, if I somehow beat you in a game, you pick, you have to donate a hundred dollars. Well, he he was saying something like it's it. You, you never see anybody on their debut get a title match. So, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna see how the non-title match goes, uh -huh. and then if I win, I'm definitely gonna I'm, I'm gonna throw an offer his way for sure. Yeah, I would do it before the match. Be like, <laughs> no, nah, look, nobody's ever done this. I was like, if I somehow beat you in a game you pick, you should have to do this. And then he was like, why don't this is what you got to do? It's gonna be live. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be yeah, be like, when we should let the chat decide. 
and the chat and then let the chat take it over and see what the chat does because then you put them on the spot because then at the point if you go against what chat says you're just an asshole like <laughs> that's exactly what it is like so um but yeah anyways that's cool uh but is that the only thing you got going on uh yeah and then of course there is going to be a dc alliance on monday so of course stick around for that um i also of course have the ranger alliance podcast as well as the um dc uh weird science dc podcast as well um i'm doing the spot the digital spotlights for uh jim over there we are still trying to decide what we're going to be doing since everything is going back to print and they're just taking everything off as a digital first which i feel is dumb um but we're we're gonna see if we can you know take everything back basically i'll just treat it as a digital first but check all those out and i think i just volunteered to do a film review of the uh, movie A Quiet Place 2. So I'll probably have to see that soon. Oh, nice, nice. I still haven't seen the first one, but I saw what happened at the end. So I was like, nah, I don't need to watch it. Um, Yeah, me, I will say, guys, right now, I had a bad week of anxiety this past week. So there's a lot of content. There's a fucking shitload of content out there. I just had a TikTok that popped off. Um, So definitely go subscribe to TikTok. I've been making a lot of content over there. Those videos are a lot easier for me to make. Um, but I have still been putting out content on the reaction channel and the gaming channel. So go subscribe to those if you want to check those out. I do also want to put a disclaimer. Uh, you might've noticed that these podcasts have been getting uploaded a lot later. Um, that's mostly because me, I have not been feeling great with the anxiety. So if we do randomly miss a show at one point, just know I probably just had a bad week or something like that. So, um, we do want to keep continuing the show. I love talking about Batman. I want to keep doing that, but I'm still in the very early stages of dealing with this shit. So sometimes you just have a bad day. Um, and I don't want to stress about having to get out a podcast every single time because I think it just makes the situation worse. So just want to give you a heads up just in case you're new to the podcast. You haven't been here before. Just a disclaimer. Um, but uh, if we ever do miss a podcast, I will have Clay tweet it out. I no longer have Twitter or Instagram. Uh, join my Discord. It is the best place to talk to both of us, to be honest. Um, so definitely join my Discord. I will. It's in my link tree. I have a link to the Discord in my link tree. Go check that out if you want to come join. We actually have a Batman News Weekly podcast section in the Discord. So that's the best place to talk to us. But we also talk about games, movies, all this other crap in there. So definitely come hang out. But uh, yeah, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. News!